I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Ah, let us go then, you and I. This is the uh, Absolute podcasting that we call Not The Weekend podcast. You call it what you damn well like. I like that you were kicking off with a bit of T.S. Eliot. I enjoyed that. There isn't enough of that. No. I, thought, I think there's a lot on the, the station itself. Um, <laughs> there's, there's very little on Absolute 80s. Yeah. I've, no, I've noticed. Um, I think they did, they did a couple of extracts from um, The Wasteland, read by Gary Newman. <laughs> but apart from that, it's... Uh, it's, there's a shortage. Anyway, I, I'm I'm Frank Skinner. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like some terrible advert. It reminds me of when I, I was asked to be the utterly bottily man. <laughs> I turned it down. No. Um, didn't fancy it. No, didn't I didn't. fancy all that trumpet work. Oh, you wouldn't believe some of the... Uh... No, that's I know, that's the other one. That's is that Lurpak. Country Life? Lurpak. Oh, OK. Country Life. Oh, he knows it? his butter ads. Oh. <laughs> he leapt in there. No, he's, 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 that's Lurpak. He's well in with, uh, with the butters. Um... He lives in the country, though. Do you live in the country? He lives in a bungalow in Bomo. (laughs) But Bournemouth, it's the country, isn't it? No, it's a town. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we've cleared that up, Frank. It's a town, but it's one of those scrapes. Everywhere's surrounded by country. (laughs) So, we could start again, but I'm going to carry on. A lot of professional radio people would stop now and say, oh, shall we start again? That all went a bit wrong. But I, I, I like to embrace the wrongness, and I like it to be kept forever. So let's continue. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Not The Weekend Podcast, Emily Gareth. There's all the ingredients. All we've got to do is whisk it up into a fabulous ragu of comedy and interesting facts. That's all. That's good. We could whisk ragu. That's fine. <laughs> Let me begin with a, a work offer. Okay. I, I do oh, get Thank you very much. I'm actually booked I'm, up next yeah, Saturday. No, oh, I'm, I'm free. I'm that, really that's free. That's a pity. So I was, I was hoping you'd... Uh, I'm doing a silver service... Uh, Dinner at my house, and I was hoping that you'd be the maitre d. Oh, I'd be a good maitre d. You'd be good in a silver service outfit. Would I? I? Yeah, I think so. You, you, blacks and whites, I think, are very good with you. Monochrome, very much my yes. thing. Yes. If you ever go to a, 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 an ornithologically themed fancy dress party, I'd, I'd go for the magpie. Oh, that would I be might your. Do that. that would be your look. So. Um, yeah, I can't think of any other black. There's probably other black and white birds, but now we've puffins. <laughs> Could be a no, puffin. I don't like. I don't like the orange beak. No, nice bit of colour blocking. <gasps> oh, whoa! Get me I dropping think, the fashion phrases, yeah, eh? Yeah, I think you've been hanging around with the deputy editor of Instar <laughs> yes. magazine a little too long. Mind you, you are using colour blocking now that the Queen's doing it, so <laughs> it is slightly over that moment. Is the oh. Queen colour blocking? Yeah, colour blocking. Brilliant. I was going to say for England. I mean, if that, get, <laughs> if that gets out that the Queen's colour blocking, <laughs> is that your government policy? <laughs> She needs to go on a course. <laughs> she does. I mean, I know she's an old lady. She shouldn't have a say on these things. <laughs> anyway, look, I had, uh, I had an offer. I, I, can't, I can't tell you what the channel is or whatever, but it was, uh, it was um, a well-known uh, TV channel, and they mm. want me to spend eight days, I'm saying eight days, in, uh, in an African jungle. I don't want to be too specific. Okay. Um, with uh, a celebrity, another celebrity. And it's just me and them, no film crew or anything. We have to film each other and there's no medical people. No medical people? And we get... What, just as a punishment? Yeah, no, um, no hair and makeup. 
<laughs> no, we have to be shaved. <laughs> I, I think we'll just... That's a good question. I suppose mm. we can do our own. I, oh, you I can tend do to own, do my no, own no shaving. Hair and makeup. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No one there to do it for um, I might, I might tear a toucan down from a tree and <laughs> use its beak as a makeshift <laughs> cutthroat. Mm. So um, we have to, we get training. Is the idea in how to? It says how to deal with dangerous animals, including shooing away. Shoo- well, I'm not <laughs> sure that. Um, will that work? Are you, not, are you not already trained in that? I was. Um, go on, go on. <laughs> Go on. I don't think that works with an anaconda, does it, particularly well? I don't know. What is that? A snake. Oh, that's a snake. No, it's one won't. of my favourite snakes. They won't, they won't be shooed, a snake. <laughs> I've discovered that. They will not be shooed. Sometimes they're shoes. But, um, but they are not in our house. Can no, I make that clear? not in my house either, may I make clear. No, I, um, I've got a reptile-blocking policy. <laughs> so I, uh, I've always, I, I'll be honest with you, I've always quite fancied my chances against uh, a, a, a powerful um, carnivorous Why? beast. I've always be thought... Awful. No, when they... You know when they, people are ripped to pieces by lions and tigers? I always think, surely, if you've got a good grip on that creature, it wouldn't be able to do it. Frank, I just it's not Shep. No. <laughs> well, Shep could. I mean, Shep's... That was your last experience of wrestling with an animal. <laughs> Shep's broken the flesh on me many a time. <laughs> but um, I, obviously I couldn't be properly rough with Shep because I had a great affection for it as my pet. Mm. But, I mean, I, I mean, you could take its genitals and have vice-like grip. I mean, would any lion be able to withstand that? Yes. Just, mm, because you wrote that lion song, you think you're in with them now. I don't think they would <laughs> no. care. Oh, he I does. don't think they would care. Also, you could take a small wooden chair, which from my circus experience <laughs> keeps them at, at, at a same Can I distance. be honest, Frank? You see, I'm just not sure that area is where your talents lie. Don't take offence, but I think it needs someone a bit more with a bit of more brawn, maybe. And I just see you in a vest. Mm. In, I don't know. I just I think no good can come of this, I and I think right it's an insurance that. disaster waiting to happen. You're right. I'm not. I'm not naturally aligned to a singlet. I think that's true. But I think that's what they want. See, if they just send out big muscular people, it, it doesn't look quite so threatening. So I mean, who, who are you, you doing think about the shows that have been successful, do you remember when Joanna Lomley did a, a sort of wilderness mm. type mm. thing? I yes. mean, no makeup, and mm. you know yeah. that kept the lions at bay. I think you'll find it was no makeup, makeup, but that's another. Was story. it no makeup, yes. makeup? Well, <laughs> yeah. I didn't spot that. No, but this oh, is—I've never heard of one without a crew or anything to back you up. Where it's just—I mean, me. Uh, are you course, sure it is a program? This, Frank? No, it's a proper program. Okay. It's not—it's not just something that Dale Winton has sent to me on the quiet. <laughs> Fancy eight days in the jungle, just me and you. <laughs> I'll do the shoeing. Wrestling <laughs> ocelots. Will there be a film crew or something? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine uh, Dale next to a lion going, Can I go up? Get lost! I'll teach you how to shoe. <laughs> You'll be shoeing all week with Dale. Go do. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. Um, um, what? <laughs> he could, I, I'm imagining he could hide against a lion. <laughs> oh, he could. Yeah, he could. That's right, oh. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's not. It won't be. I, I, at the moment, they haven't mentioned any. I mean, I'm not at all sure about doing it, but it it does. It's done in a, quite a serious way. It doesn't sound like a mm. cheesy. Um, doesn't sound fun. Or it, it sounds like proper grueling survival stuff. Right. I worry about who they'll pair you with. 
I mean, you well, could that, be with Nancy Lamb. It could be anyone. I don't know who that is, but that um, that would keep the lion at bay. <laughs> Chinese cook. Shall the lion lie down <laughs> with the lamb? You couldn't have her. It's too hot for lamb in the jungle. <laughs> who is Nancy Lamb? She's a Chinese sort of cook. cook. Slash oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she'd yeah. be handy. Once, yeah. Once, yeah, once I'd... Mm. Um, if I could drag an impala to its knees, <laughs> we could have the head off that in, in seconds with the uh, with the toucan beak. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, I, I it, obviously it makes a big difference who the celebrity is because you don't want yeah. to be with someone who's hateful. Mm. And uh, there's plenty of them about. I, I, I had a, I had a program. <laughs> Should we list them? No, let's not. I had, Haven't uh, we already on this I show? Got it all day. Most of them are in Emily's address book. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, um, none are in mine. <laughs> Even anyway, someone. I, I got a, a program suggestion, which I thought was quite a clever idea, mm-hmm. and uh, it was called Frankie and Johnny. Oh, the that's idea. good. And it was a sitcom, but um, with elements of, of the real world in it. And the idea was I discovered uh, that I'd done a programme like um, Who Do You Think You Are? Right. And discovered <laughs> that John Barrowman was a, a relative of mine. <laughs> Right. And that he then tried to sort of impose himself up and wanted to hang around with me all the time. And it was all the it was all the embarrassing situations we got into. I'd turn up to a football match and John Barrowman would turn up in a white leather cat suit and a rattle. <laughs> and it was quite. Um, I don't know if if if, if the Barrow man was ever uh, approached. He oh, he does it. He he'll attached. do it. I don't know if he was attached. I think that was episode five. <laughs> Frank, he his his voicemail message is hi. It's John. Leave a message. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it is. That's a little unkind. <laughs> I'm actually, I would, if they said to me, you're, you're, you're in um, the jungle with the barrow, man, mm. I might be tempted to do it because round the log fire at night with him doing songs from the show. <laughs> I mean, it's a hard nut like. Or wouldn't it be one of the best things ever? Mm. He's a multi-talent, let's not, mm. I won't have it said that he isn't. Yeah. And I'm a big Torchwood fan, so we could, you know, we could play mm. time travel. That'd be good for making fires. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so I'm, but it's hard to do these things without looking like you're a bit uh, desperate. Is yeah, one of the things. I'm a little worried about it, Frank. I won't lie to you. And I don't know. I mean, they don't. They don't keep an eye on you. You go away for eight days, and then you know you turn up with the tapes. I could anything. Could you know? If they just it's watch just the tapes, be- and like they find the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> Some producers <laughs> in a studio. Type seven. Frank cooks and eats. John Barrowman. <laughs> I'm prepared to sacrifice selections from guys and dolls just to eat. Oh man. Oh dear. I bet he'd be good for shoe in a way, though. Who Barrowman? Oh, yeah. oh, he'd be excellent shoer. Yeah. yeah, he would. Excellent shoe shoeing work. Uh, well, Frank, I can't quite believe that. Have, have, we, have we heard I'll, from the outside world, by the way? We have. We've had an email in. This is from Suzanne. Oh. She says, Dear Frank, Emily and Gareth, firstly, congrats on your award. Thank you very much. You didn't have to read I'd that like bit I'd like to out. thank... No, um, but you know why I'm reading it out? Why? She then goes on to say, Emily loved the outfit, especially the shoes. Fabulous. <laughs> How does she know what... Well, she must. They must have been apparent in some of the photographs, and what they the, were very good the shoes. Shoes. Mm. I got a lot of comments wow. on the shoes. Like, shoes? Beryl Reed always said, "Start with the shoes," and that's what I did that night. 
Al Reid used no, to No, Beryl Reid. <laughs> Al, Al Reid. Do you remember Al Reid? <laughs> no. <laughs> Al Reid was a sort of northern comic when I was a small boy. He used to uh, he used to talk about... He used to sort of do an imitation of women talking over the garden fence. I remember he used to reach inside his shirt to pull his bra strap up, an imaginary bra strap. It's always lived with me. Al Reid is a man who used to be married to Jordan, I think you'll find. Um, I don't think that's true. Is no, it? Alex Reed, isn't that? Isn't oh, it? Well, anyway, of that. to the matter in hand. He'd be Andy in the jungle. Mm. Oh yeah, I can imagine him grappling with a wildcat. No, it he's all... be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> to the matter in hand. Mm. Susan's words, not mine. On Saturday's show, you mentioned the adult cruise advertised in the paper. Well, let me let me clarify <laughs> this. Um, this was another th- another idea that me and John Barrowman had. <laughs> Although... No, exactly. Um, yes, we, we saw an advert in the paper for uh, a cruise which featured um, Darren Brown and... Darren was? Brown and... and the voice. Uh, oh, Russell yes. Watson. Russell Watson. Off yeah. of the voice, yeah. And it, it said that it was an adult cruise, which, I mean, I don't know why. I'm surely children yeah. can appreciate Russell, Russell Watson and... Uh, Darren and, Brown. And Darren Brown. Yeah. I would be suspicious, though, of any cruise, any Darren Brown-based yeah, crew. Well. Join Darren Brown in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would be that. It yeah. did remind me of an advert I saw many years ago for a golfing holiday which said, enjoy the Marbella sun with Michael Greco. <laughs> <laughs> if that didn't draw people in. How do you know I already haven't? <laughs> OK. I would not be surprised. On Saturday show, you mentioned the adult cruise and advertising the paper. I had to laugh since my parents were on this boat for three months this year on a world cruise. Wow. Three months with Russell Watson and Darren Brown. That doesn't sound too bad. However, from all accounts, any of the turns you mentioned would have been better. Highlights on their cruise included Chip Hawks. I gotta admit, I don't know. I know I don't do you know, know how I know who that is? No. Chesney Hawks' father. Oh, really? Oh. I think he's from the Tremolos. Yes, he was. I did. Go- oh, I- he was in the Tremolos. I believe so. I Googled these <laughs> that people. Changes I, everything. I didn't need to Google, which yeah. shows how old I am. Oh, yeah, the Tremolos. Chip Hawk. Chesney's dad, yeah. And Joe Longthorne. Gypsy Joe? <laughs> Fabulous. Well, with him, you'll get a joke, you'll get an impression, and you'll get a lovely song. Now, Gareth might not know who Joe Longthorne is. Do you want to familiarise him with his work? Are you not familiar with Gypsy Joe Longthorne? Um, I, no, I had to Google him as well. I Googled both these people, and they've both got websites where music comes on automatically. Mm. You know when you click on it? Well, have is... you heard his rendition of You're My World? <laughs> I haven't, no. It's quite something. What, the Black? Yeah, he sings that, Joe Long. You're My World. <laughs> that one? Yeah. Oh, does it? With a slim microphone. Of course. Mm. Held between the tips of two hands, <laughs> I'm imagining. Like, you know when they hold their hands as if in prayer? Oh. Slightly, with, the, with, the, with a very slim microphone just in the tips. Oh, I love I love that. Angled slightly down. Boot-cut white trouser. It's like skater fit, almost. Skater fit? Mm. I'm not familiar with that term. Oh, I, 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 I love, love... I love the fashion terms. <laughs> what is skater fit? Skater fit is as it sounds, really. So when you see a male skater, you know, quite tight round the... Um... You mean ice skater? Oh, yes. not, like, oh, not like a skateboarder. Yeah, I, I assume. Skateboard. Oh, no, I'm Battery, sorry, ice skater. You know, yeah, top off of the boxers on yeah. show. No, ice skater oh. fit. Oh. OK. Anyway... Chip Hawks we've got. We've got Joe Longthorne. Mm. We've also got talks by Michael Howard. Oh. Mil- who, of course, has something of the night about mm. him. Military history, that'll be, I reckon. You reckon? He's written books about military history, isn't he? 
He says that now. He's Googled. It. <laughs> no, I have not. No, I know the, that. Because the Google I did, reliant generation. I did, I did military history for Ada. So are you telling me that someone is sitting on a deck chair now in the middle of the Pacific? <laughs> saying, so what do, you, what do you think then? Joe Longthorne or military history? You choose. It's a, it's a, there's something for everybody, isn't there? <laughs> and Claire Sweeney's dad. Claire Sweeney's dad yes. is there. He was also present. Does it say what he does? I no. think he talks about, he does a talk uh, with slides about bringing up Claire Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes I've made. Yeah. Where it all went wrong. She could be, she could well be my accomplice in the jungle. Mm. I wouldn't be, she's yes. just the sort of person. Yes. I might end up watching the lion bringing up Claire Sweeney <laughs> at the end of the night. A mixed blessing, I think you'd agree. Well, I, although I saw her in Chicago, not the, the musical. Oh, not how was the, she? Uh, she was actually, she was top notch. She? Yeah, these people, they surprise you. They got to, Their talents are hidden. I mean, I mean hidden. Yeah, she's very sort of Liverpool, like Liverpool talent school. in impenetrable quartz. <laughs> as I think, um, I think Gerard Manley Hopkins said of the poetry of Algernon Swinburne. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. It was, it was off. It was an off-collar remark. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... It's an old, it's a different world, the cruise world. I think I said at the time on the show we mentioned this subject originally that someone like Darren Brown, Russell Watson, they seem too mm. t- too big to be on a, a cruise thing. Mm. So that they are a special treat. Whereas, you know, with all due respect, Claire Sweeney's dad seems about right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he... he for all we know, he yeah. might be, you know, the best stage whistler mm. you've ever seen, right up there with Ronnie Renald. <laughs> but um, that's something we can only imagine. He might, he, he might be, um, he might be a natural shark repellent. They just take with us a, a really is more of a lucky charm than a, than, a, than a practical help. So I, I know there's um there's a lot of expectation in the air. We're all nervous. We did very well at the Sony's. The Ray Jars were good. Um, now the Forbes top ten most powerful celebrities has come out. Oh, I surely that's going to take more than five minutes on Russell Howard to get you in there. <laughs> Surely, I mean, is, is, it, is it that flexible? Oh, I don't know. Um, no, we haven't made it. When I say that, uh, when I intimate that Gareth has had five minutes on Russell Howard, I mean his programme. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not an attempt. No, 15 no. minutes. 15 minutes mm, you had? Oh, I'm sorry, I've, time, I've, 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 um, I've shortchanged you. I, I undersold it. Mm. And, mm. And, and you are ne- like, like John Lewis, I believe. You are never knowingly undersold. Very like John Lewis. If he was a shop, he'd be John Lewis. That's, yes. Do you know, with my upbringing, I am very happy with that. <laughs> I would have been happy with Marks and Spencers. Oh. Um, so the top ten most powerful celebrities with, in the Forbes list mm. are... Um, shall I go straight in with number one? Let me guess. Who, who do you think? Arthur Askey. <laughs> no. Is there any sort of... Do you have to be alive? I think he's dropped out of the top ten. Fra- what Frank sort Muir. of powers are we talking about? I go about? Frank Muir. Frank Muir? Frank Muir. Mm. So, it's a Bavarian whistle? It's, um, Geoffrey Chaucer. Oh, no, you're being um, ludicrous. <laughs> so I'll do the rundown for the top ten, fo- top well, don't five. don't do them all. Just no, give us a Elton hint. John, number five. Um, Good. Down from number seven, U2. Up from number seven, U2. Um, number three, Justin Bieber. I'm glad you don't do the chart show. I've always thought that Reggie Yates is the worst presenter in the world, but now I'm thinking that if you took over the chart show... You. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, but what power does... Does Justin Bieber have power? Great hair, though. Oh, yeah, he's got massive power. Oh. Massive hair, great hair. Yeah, um, apparently you c- they... Um, 
If he, he has one of those, um, like a wind farm thing that he, <laughs> really? that, 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 yeah, that generates his entire nervous system. If he could harness the power, he harnesses the power of his fans. Have you seen his harness? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be able to get into it. But apparently, if he doesn't wear it, um, his um, intestine um, can drop eight to ten inches at, at one go. Well, something's got to drop at some point. Well, we're all we're all waiting. Justin Bieber's harness. He does have a. He is a cultural architect, though. I would is argue. He? Mm. Is he an what has he built? <laughs> well, exactly. He's built opinions. Mm. Mm. Anyway, who else? Um, the big news is that Oprah Winfrey has fallen mm. to number two. She has been the most That's powerful bad. celebrity for a long time. Yes, well, yeah. But I think she's... Uh, she, does she still do her show, or is she... No, uh, well, she she's just, just finishing yeah, it. Oh, well, there you go. The that, that's going to... Uh, we, we've all had that moment when one minute you're on telly every five minutes, next minute you're nowhere. <laughs> um, I think she's going into producing and stuff. Yeah, she, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, and number one, Lady Gaga. Oh. oh of course. <laughs> Oh, it sounds so matter-of-fact Yeah, I didn't know it was it. based on a sort of fancy dress. <laughs> this oh, is I a don't... celebrity almost entirely based on fancy dress. <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? It might as well it's be true. Christopher Biggins and his dame <laughs> outfit. Why is it the papers fall for that every time? If, if I suddenly started only going out in a blue crush velvet catsuit split to the waist and orange sneakers, I'd get seven or eight photographs in the paper. <laughs> I think you would. Yeah. Seven or eight? Maybe yeah. one. No, no. On the they, bizarre page. They, they, <laughs> they, they love a, a ludicrous costume. But, I, oh, you know, I, 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 won't, I won't learn myself. You won't pander to it. I won't. Stick to the hoodies. I will wear a panda costume. If it costs <laughs> you could look good in a panda costume. Oh, I'd like that. Black and white, that's you. Mm. Mo- you. I'm suggesting that you might get to a nonnery. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I'm not happy with the gargoyle. Mm. Well, I find it interesting the people who are, you know, the, you know, the fickle nature of fame and who's on the up and who's on the way down. Um, my, one of my predictions, I've got some predictions, I think Pauline Quirk on He's the way up. Predictions. Pauline Quirk on the way up. Is that yes. because the stage show Birds of a Feather is yes. touring? Oh, yeah. I, see. I think that's oh. going to be really good for her. Do you think that's going to be a massive hit? I think so. She was at my drama school. Was Just putting she? that out there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something of a mentor for me she was. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Well, she's a dinner lady. <laughs> <laughs> I like Pauline. Pauline Quirk mm. was, has been on telly as long as I can remember. Mm. No, she was good. And she, she did kind of quite a serious acting. She had a serious acting phase where she played killers and things. She briefly had a chat show did called she? Pauline's People, briefly in the early 80s. Oh, yeah. that was a, they should have had something to do with quirkiness. No, there was a kid's show called Pauline's Quirks. <laughs> really? So they got that one out of the way very <laughs> early. And I like that... Um, what did that involve? Who's the lady? That's suitable for children? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what her quirks actually were. I think she had... Um, she used to kill mice with her bare hands. <laughs> Multiple personality disorders, I heard. Yeah, she Pauline's she'd quirks. Have, she'd have a, a mice... A, a, not a mice, a mouse. A mouse in each palm and she'd squeak, squeeze them. And there'd be some high-pitched screaming and then silence and then the sound of eyes leaving tiny sockets. And then nothingness. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Some call that a quirk. I'd call that out-and-out cruelty. <laughs> anyway, so that's your tip for the top, is Pauline <laughs> yeah. Quirk. It's, it's, it's your finger on the pulse topicality that makes this show what it is. <laughs> I think Prince Harry's going down. We can't I be think... certain of that. <laughs> Certainly, actually... I just think, I just think he's going to go off the rails. Do you? I think it's a lot of pressure oh. on him now. 
Yeah. To like have a have a big wedding. I think I at think the moment, happen, I think right? William has, has, has edged the head of him. Certainly. Hmm. What about Pippa though? Well, she's, yes. she's very on the. I saw. Are you? I saw someone describe her as P Midi. Yes, P Midi. <laughs> she is now. Yeah. So that I mean, she's really sort of arrived, and all this oh, stuff about a uh, bottle. I've looked at the footage of that. I can't see anything special about it. Hmm. Well, don't look at me. It's up to you two to make. The judgment, no, that's I, how society works, isn't I it? I did think it was Kate's day. I know people exactly. said... Exactly. I don't like people trying to upstage them. I remember when Freddie Truman's uh, daughter... <laughs> yes, Raquel Welsh. Raquel Welsh's son, and Raquel mm. Welsh turned up like an hour late and stole, you know, stole the attention. Freddie Truman was absolutely furious. The one delivery he bounced at her was right up round the Adam's apple. He could have killed her. <laughs> <laughs> now then... I like so, your late 80s gossip. Freddie Truman was furious. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, now we've gone topical <laughs> with Pauline Quirk on the way up. I've come up with my latest Freddie Truman hot <laughs> gossip. <laughs> so who do I think's on the way up on this base? It's Rusty Lee, probably. <laughs> She's, uh, I mean, it's still hard to tell. And but... Paul Daniels, because his toupee did his wig sold for £1,100 on eBay earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I'll tell you something about Rusty Lee that... I, I, it is strange that she she just missed the sort of the time when cooks became sort of the big superstars. She was yeah. just before that. It's very bad luck on her part. Do you think it was bad luck? Do you think it genuinely would have happened to her? Can you see her being a oh, Gordon Ramsay figure? No, like Jamie o- Oliver changing the governmental systems. I don't I know if Rusty had that in her. Can you imagine that Rusty's dream school? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen her jerk chicken, but it's a sight. It's a sight for sore eyes. I've never seen a, a poultry smile before. Well, not so much smile, but there's a look of contentment in just above the beak. Um, of course, there was a rumour that she saw the way forward was going to be for the male chef and that the female chef was going to be sidelined. Oh. So, and that that, yeah, apparently she, she became Ainsley Harriet. That was one <laughs> really? rumour I heard. Um, I mean, it does explain a few things. Well, they're equally vivacious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I worked with um, Rusty on a couple of uh, occasions. Did you? Yeah. How was it? Yeah, we were uh, we were ash felt in a roof in Sparkbrook <laughs> in Birmingham. This was during a uh, uh, this was when her career was in something of a dip. No, no, we. Um, Sorry, could you be more specific? <laughs> she was. Um, she was on uh, fantasy football because she's a big Leicester she? City, big Leicester City supporter. And in fact, I think she, she was when she was asked to be on Fantasy Football. Yeah, well, she exactly. hurriedly found a team. There was a lot of that about. She came on while Jonah Louie sang "You'll Always Find Me in, in the, the Kitchen, kitchen party. party." And then um, she, I did a, a charity um, show in uh, Birmingham at the Royal Symphony Hall when she came on with what you'd call a, a jazz band and and, and sang uh, sang the lead uh, vocals on it what you'd call a jazz band well you know we're a big uh, we've got a big jazz following on this show as, oh. as you know um jamie Collum <laughs> is a regular listener oh, yeah. so hello, hello jamie hiya jamie if you're listening <laughs> just like to keep him mm. on our side uh, yeah so I, I i know rusty of old mm. and uh, i think it's a shame that uh, Anyway, that's my prediction of the, the, <laughs> to replace Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see next year's Forbes list. Yeah. And what about Imogen? Imogen, I think she's on the up. She's become a pioneer of freedom of speech. If this injunction can just hold, 
Yeah, I, we'll I never think find she, out. Should beca- she could become a sort of an Obama mm. figure. See, this array of celebrities <laughs> depresses me, though, because it's not like, I hate to sound, you know, in the good old days, but when I was growing up, there, there were better role models out there, Frank, I'm afraid. Mm. Well, I think there were. Yeah. Such as? Well, <laughs> I did. I had a thing where I wanted, I decided, I liked him so much, I wanted my father. I used to fantasise that he was my dad, mm-hmm. uh, Barry Norman. Oh, I don't really? know. Yeah, I fantasised he was my dad. Well, you'd be rolling in pickled onions, then. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know he's got his own brand of yes. pickled onions. Mm. But I think I picked him because I thought, oh, he looks like he's quite intelligent and he, we might be able to get tables at restaurants. Yeah. We, oh. uh, yeah. But seats at the cinema, certainly. Seats at the cinema, exactly. But it's not out of the realms of possibility. But wouldn't there be fish and chip restaurants? <laughs> Once you nail your collars to the pickled onion mast, it's not going to be like you're at the Ivy, is it? It's going to be uh, Harry Ramsden's. But I thought people wouldn't think I was lying if I said it. I did once say he was my dad mm. when I was quite young. Really? Well, I said what I said was. <laughs> Why would you lie? <laughs> well, I don't. Know. I said my name was Emily Norman, uh-huh. and then I thought they'd go, "Oh, are you Barry Norman's daughter," and they didn't. No. So they just always thought I was called Emily Norman. <laughs> so you kept that going for a while. Well, no, I only met this person on a few times, but I thought, "Oh no, this is awful." I was quite. I was about ten years old, and I said, oh, "Emily Norman," and I just thought he was so famous that I thought they'd say, "Oh, are you Barry Norman's daughter," and they never did. So I just became oh, a my, my cousin, when he was at school, said they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said an Eskimo or a Norman. Did he? But he meant the um, historical figures. You wanted to grow up to be a Norman? Hmm. Hmm. Well, an Eskimo sure is an ethnic... I mean, you can't just grow into it. No. That'd be... Well, I, um, um, who did you want as a dad? Did you ever have that thing of... Oh, yeah. I think Elton John would be my... I'd like to find out that I am Elton John's love child, you know, mothered mm. by uh, Renata. <laughs> you remember he was married to Renata. Wouldn't it be great? Can you imagine Elton John's consternation if I turned up at his villa in Nice <laughs> and said, Elton, I've got some papers here. I know this is a bit embarrassing, but uh, you're, you're, my, you're my dad. You all right with that? <laughs> I think he'd be a wonderful father. I Can you imagine? He would well up. Come here, Frank. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. No, he, he's not sure about. I, actually, I met him once. He was very friendly to me, and then I did a sketch about him on the show. And the next time, oh, did he turn? Next time, I, he literally turned. I walked up to him, and he literally turned his back on me. He didn't. He did, yeah. Well, the children nowadays aren't grateful. No, it was no. A, it was a, it was a difficult. Yeah, but imagine beanies. I don't want to be at the villa <laughs> saying, "Dad, <laughs> will you stop the Scissor Sisters going in my room when I'm not here?" <laughs> Would I be allowed to call David Furnish, Mom? Would that be? Would that be acceptable? I think he'd be fine with that. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's actually a very nice chap, David. Uh, I like them. I like mother figures. I would like Mary Portis to be. I my like mom. mother figures. <laughs> yeah. Are you really doing a rap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like them mother figures coming around my house. Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Mary Portis would be a great mum. Mary Portis, Mary mm. Queen of Shops. Oh, I'm not no, familiar, Mary, not familiar with oh, her. Oh, you do know I her. I was thinking it was that Irish singer off the X Factor. <laughs> Mary no, she's got the well, sort of geometric, oh, every, geometric a red song bowl. every night. Can Very. you imagine it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not familiar oh. with Mary Porter. Um, and also the late, you might not know this one either, but the manager, who's the main manager off the model agency? Oh, you're getting very specific. Sorry, Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks? No, no. Mm-hmm. No, not, um, not, not... The woman with the blonde America's hair. America's Next Top Model, the... Um, Hmm. This is who you want as your mother, hmm. someone who is. A... I mean, I'm happy with my current mother. Oh, we're not Don't suggesting for one second that you aren't. I mean, I, you know, neglect <laughs> isn't final. I always say. 
Can or I... Snow White would be a good mum. I've got to get into Disneyland somehow. <laughs> Can I briefly fess up? I also quite wanted Noel Edmonds to be my dad. Really? Yeah. Well, that's because, I used to no, that's because of Noel's Christmas presents. <laughs> that's what that is. I think, whoa, imagine Christmas. They didn't have that in our day, darling. Oh. They barely had telly. Um... <laughs> That was on Multicoloured Swap Shop. And I just thought he looked really friendly and he had a nice beard. And I thought he'd be funny. I thought he was quite mm. funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I never, I never fantasised about uh, Noel Edmonds being my father. I think I can honestly say that <laughs> hand on heart. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.